Hello and welcome to Hub City Now. I'm your host, Tyrone Tony Reed Jr. We are back with another great show for you. We have a returning guest who is here to talk to us today about Silver Alert. Um, a Silver Alert is a public notification system in the United States to broadcast information about missing persons, especially senior citizens with Alzheimer's disease, dementia, or other mental disabilities in order to aid in locating them. And here today to talk to us about that is Amanda Barlow Litch, <laughs> who is with West Tennessee Regional, who is the West Tennessee Regional Director for Alzheimer's Tennessee. We'll Did get, I get it your right name right? When it's Leech. Leech. Okay. We'll get it right. I, thought, one day. I had it. I had it right I last know. time. You did. You uh. did. I laugh and tell people it's like the bug. Okay. You know, Leech. Okay. Yep. It, it's Amanda Barlow weird. Leech. Yes. All right. So yes, May is uh, being recognized for the first time. May. Um, for Silver Alert Awareness Month. Okay. And, um, you know, Alzheimer's Tennessee volunteers and advocates successfully uh, helped pass this Tennessee law that went into effect in June 2021. Okay. Um, the Silver Alert has been around for probably since 2010. But what this um, bill did was um, many Tennesseans, of course, have been found safe. But what this did is it now allows us to partner with TBI. Okay. So with the full support of the governor and the Tennessee legislator, TBI, they created this uniform protocol across the state, which provide clear instructions for law enforcement and how media, and that may be something, too, that we can educate you guys, too, on, but how the media is to respond mm-hmm. to those calls uh, when missing adults who have been disoriented or incapable of finding their own way home. Okay. So, so what, what are the steps when someone goes missing, uh, someone who has Alzheimer's disease, dementia, or other mental disabilities. Um, what are the protocols? What what do you have to do in order to get that silver alert issue? Well, one of the biggest things um, we want to educate our families since partnering with TBI and, of course, local law enforcement that we've been working with for several years, and the reason being um, behind us pushing this to partner with TBI is because the protocol mm-hmm. across the state did not look the same. Mm-hmm. So Madison County search and rescue may look different from Putnam County or Knox County or Shelby County. Right. And so when we partnered with TBI, we wanted to make sure that all the training across the state the looked the same. Mm-hmm. How do we report? How do we activate a silver alert? You know, how does all that stuff happen? And I think the number of last um, June, we had 66 active silver alerts, mm-hmm. and 61 of those had been returned home safely okay. to their families, which is huge. That gives hope right. for families. Right. But when you were asking, how do you respond if your loved one goes missing? And we'll talk a little bit about these silver alert kits that we have. But the first thing we need to do is we need to locate our authorities immediately. Okay. So a silver alert can be issued. Right. Okay. Once we've notified that, then we notify people on our emergency contact list. In these kits that we have created that we just are kind of hot off the press, and Mm -hmm. I brought one for you to see today, Tony. Okay. We have a lot of information in there. It talks about the profile sheet. It talks about our found program, which is an identification bracelet. Mm -hmm. It talks about wandering and preparation. How do we respond? It talks about kind of a checklist. There's so many things, and I would encourage folks... If you have a loved one that's been diagnosed with Alzheimer's or dementia, to call our local office. I would love to meet with you and get you one of these kits into your hands. Mm -hmm. And our office number, of course, is 731 694 
8065. Uh, and, th- and these kits have all this information that we're talking about today. You know, once you've notified your emergency contact list, then you're going to talk. Hopefully you're going to reach out to Alzheimer's Tennessee because we probably have that partnership with you already. Mm-hmm. Once they have these silver alert kits, we want you to keep that kit with you because what happens is when that law enforcement comes to your door, mm-hmm. you can just hand this kit to them. Okay. It has the profile form. It has a current photo ID. Mm-hmm. We were told that the uh, TBI will not issue a silver alert without a six-month or current photo. Oh, wow. Because we know the disease changes the way we look. Okay. And so that needs to be updated. In this uh, kit, we encourage you to have a picture of the car a picture of the license plate, all this kind of information that you take for granted that you don't really think about, but it's going to help in finding your loved one. So have someone check the locations that they've already, that they most likely go. Mm -hmm. You know, do they go to the farm? Do they go to their favorite place to eat? Do they go to the church? Where Mm -hmm. are they going that they normally would go? Right. Um, When I was the director in the Upper Cumberland's area several years ago, I was doing a Alzheimer's training with a law enforcement over in Van Buren County. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, one of the sheriffs, he's a good friend of mine, he said, you know, he said, we are blessed in this community not to have um, a lot of folks that wander. He said, we do have one gentleman, but we always take him home. Everybody knows him in town, right? you know, and so, and I said, but I promise you this will change. As mm-hmm. our numbers increase and people have become more wanderers, you know, you're going to have these issues. So we talked about that. Well, I left and I went and did some more visits for the day. Mm-hmm. I had not even gone two hours. And my cell phone rings, and it's the sheriff. Mm-hmm. He said, hey, you need to get back to the station. And I'm like, what? He's like, we've got an 81-year-old man that's been missing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I told you so. Right. <laughs> but anyway, so I went and worked with him hands on the I mean, boots on the ground. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a gentleman that went to the dump every day and whittled with wow. those older folks. And uh, they were on their way to, to, um, to Michigan. Uh, in a couple of days and I guess in his mind he thought that's where he was going Mm -hmm. and instead of it being on Friday going to Michigan on Wednesday he didn't come home Hmm. And so his wife thought, well, he normally is here about one o'clock and he wasn't there by two right by three. Mm -hmm. So we started an active search. His son up in Michigan, I think, would have come back on Interstate 75 is that maybe that's the route they would have come. I'm not for sure. And um, anyway, Everybody's doing this, be on the search, kind of lookout kind of thing, thinking he's going to go towards Michigan. But unfortunately, that evening after midnight, Mm -hmm. he was found 400 miles in the opposite direction towards like Alabama down Mm -hmm. that way. He had followed somebody home with their back of their taillights and he pulled over and he said, I'm looking for my brother's property. Mm -hmm. It was midnight, this wife and her um, her child. And so they had to keep him in the ER until the son got there. Right. And so it's very scary. Right. I mean, right. and so the protocol needs to be across the state. It needs to look the same. Right. So we talked about that. When a silver alert is issued, of course, local media, they're mm-hmm. asked to assist in locating that individual. We notify the community on social media. And then we use local uh, or location apps like tiles, air tags, mm-hmm. smartphones. Sometimes we even have fitness trackers that folks are using. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, too, we have the um, Med Alert okay. that we partner with. Do so they, that's just the random first steps we need to think about. Do they do the alert like Amber Alert through the phone? Through it the does. It goes okay. off on the phone. It goes okay. on social media and then, of course, on the TV. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. But there's a there's protocol. I mean, you know, I think it's within four hours of the way that the law enforcement have to report that. The NCIC is the way they have to report that within four hours to get it active. Hmm. 
So it takes four hours. Well, it does, does not it take, take four, four okay. hours. Okay. I'm just saying that when they start that. Uh-huh. How I mean, long it do they be, have to be missing in order for you well, to get you want the, the you ball want on, You want to go ahead and start those conversations. Okay. You know, we've had people that were just next door. Right. You know, they right. had just walked next door. Right. And then we've also had people that is the friendly neighbor and everybody knows him on the street. He waves somebody down and says, hey, I want to go to town. Will you give me a ride? They take him. Right. Everybody knows him. They call and say, hey, you know, Mr. So-and-so's up here right. at the store. Don't have a way home. Yeah. Well, we've been looking for about two hours. Yeah. So it just depends. But, I mean, once you know that person is not in your care and you've already searched your perimeter, mm-hmm. we need to start having some conversations mm-hmm. because we can we can be moving quickly. And it's their safety. It's their safety. So do so should families keep a, have a file at their local department just in case? I mean, You're talking about like in the police department or sheriff's department? Yeah, because like... Uh, I think about the, um, I think this happened two years ago where a lady went to what Walmart and was on her way back home, but she forgot to pay and the officer stopped her. And it, I mean, there was abuse, of course. Um, he, he tried to arrest her and she didn't really know where she was. I mean, she had some form mm-hmm. of mental mm-hmm. um, incapacity, incapacity and, uh, and he, he didn't know. He didn't know, and she, you know, was fighting back because she didn't understand what was going on. And in that situation, I think her daughter was at work. So she was, you know, on her own Mm -hmm. going back home, walking home, thinking, you know, I've paid for my groceries. Why are you bothering me? Um, In the instance like that, it would seem like if that department had a file on that person. Well, there's a lot of HIPAA. Okay. Right? There's yeah, a lot of HIPAA right. laws with that. Right. Um, and also, let me let me back up. That's kind of a twofold question. Number one, we go in and we train our law enforcement officers what right. to look for. Right. What right. does intoxication look like? What does other mental illness look like? Right. What does Alzheimer's and dementia behaviors look like? Right. Right. We also talk about that. We talk about the positive approach. How do you mm-hmm. approach somebody? Mm-hmm. There's a whole uh, different ball game of the way you walk up to somebody and you approach that has That's issues. Right. That's right. And then what is our um, Outlook. What are we? What are we going to do? You know, is it? I, and I had the same case in Cookville. A gentleman went in to buy batteries one day, mm-hmm. and he came to the door. And I don't know if the scanner. I don't know what happened. Um, the law enforcement called me. They said we think this gentleman. There's, you know, he's not able to respond correctly. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going on. Thank the good Lord. I went through. I knew the gentleman, and we had some conversations. I was able to tell the law enforcement. You know, this is a gentleman that I personally know. He has a diagnosis. Um, so I sat down with him and I asked the gentleman and I said, Hey, I said, Where's your receipt? Right. I said, You know, they show the receipt at the door, and he couldn't find his receipt. And right. I said, Well, which which uh, checkout counter did you go out? And he said, Well, I got my batteries back there. I said, Well. You know, we got to go through the checkout line and pay. Right. And he said, I'm just trying to get home. Mm-hmm. It was not even registering to him. Right. And right. so if you think about that, we don't remember to pay. Right. But we want to get home. So yep. if you don't remember to pay, you drive it home scarier. Right. You know, right. So, so right. that's right. getting lost. That's, oh, you know, traffic violations. Do we understand what's going on at the stoplight? Right. There's a lot. So there's a twofold. So right. educating right. our law enforcement community. Right. EMS, first responders, all of that. Alzheimer's, Tennessee does that and we do it well second thing about that should you register your family member we haven't got there yet okay Um, this kit right here is going to be a great start okay Um, i've had folks ask me you know we have all these offender list Mm -hmm. to sex offenders to all this other kind of stuff can we not when we get a diagnosis put my loved one's name on a list maybe like a 20 mile radius 
they would know. Right. Okay. Right, so right. Somebody's been affected. I've asked. Um, every time I, I get the same answer, it's a it's a HIPAA. Even but if they if voluntarily well, give it, I, I I think that so I think too, and I that's my question. That's right. always my question, and right. I've never really got that full answer. Right. But what I encourage them to do is, if you have a diagnosis, you need to call your local EMS. Don't call nine one one. Call your local office. Right. Okay. I think most CAD systems. A lot of our counties across the state have a new system. It's called the CAD system. They can flag. Okay. When a phone number comes through. Okay. So I always tell them, if they have that system, give them that information. Mm-hmm. Make sure you say, okay, if you get a phone call from here, mm-hmm. just know that my individual has, you know, he's incompetent. He can't make these decisions. He may not be able to understand. He's got a diagnosis. If I call you or, right. if, I, if, or if I'm sick and I push 911, he, right. he can't respond, but just know why. Right. And so right. we want everything to kind of be, but in an ideal world, that's not going, it's not always going to happen that way. Right. But we encourage that. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing with this packet of information, there's a profile form. Mm-hmm. And that profile form goes very like, detailed. detailed. It's okay. called a personal profile form. It even has everything from the birth to your height, to your weight, to your eye color, to, you know, unique features. Do we have tattoos? Do we have piercing? I mean, you just never know. Do we have a mole? Do we have a birthmark? You know, then we talk about, do we have, you know, mustaches? Do we have glasses? Do we have a wig? I mean, we go down to everything for the core of that person, even to the point of the med alert. Do we have that installed? Um, And then we go through and say, okay, what's the current address? Mm Mm-hmm. What's the previous address? Right, because they might try to go They may want to try to go home because where I'm living is not home, right? Right, right, So that's on their childhood address. Mm -hmm. I mean, we want to start documenting these things, Mm -hmm. where they worked in the past. You know, you may have a gentleman that gets up every morning and he's ready to go to work because that's what he's done for 40 years. Right, right. And so he may start walking and trying to go to Cummins Filtration down the road because that's where he worked for 50 Mm -hmm. years. Uh, Places of interest. You know, we talked about churches, parks. Things that were interesting to them. Um, do we have pets? Well, then when we get down here into the um, medical information, we even asked allergies, current medications, the purpose of those medications. Right. Then we go to social media information. You know, list all known social media accounts mm-hmm. and login information. People don't think about that. Right. right you know, we right. don't think about, you know... I mean, I may want, I may not say you want to get on my Facebook or whatever, but if we're logging and we need to do a search and rescue or we need to start thinking about where were they, where were they active? Right. You just never know. Right. Uh, transportation information, license plate number, driver's license number, you know, do they have OnStar? Mm-hmm. We never think about asking some of those questions too. Right. And then <laughs> I think this is one of the most important parts. I mean, there's a lot. Right. But financial information. Right. Have they went through and withdrawn money? Have mm-hmm. they used a debit or a credit card? Mm-hmm. Because it's going to show, and that's a tracking, right? Right. right. So information about that. Um, then we go in to say, who's their conservator, or do they have a POA? What's what a hit? POA? Power of attorney. Okay. Okay. Attorney. So medical and financial. There's two parts of those. Okay. Uh, do they have sensitivity to things? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times, um, you know, flight or fight mm-hmm. is really if you are out of. I know everybody on the air can't see this, but if I put my arms out and I wiggle my fingers, I can see my fingers moving. Right. But at Alzheimer's, is this is their vision. Really? So if you come outside of this peripheral vision that mm-hmm. they don't have anymore, mm-hmm. that's fight or flight if you approach them from the back. Right, right. Okay? And so there's a lot of those kind of things that we want to make sure that people understand how we speak. Mm-hmm. 
very clearly, mm-hmm. eye contact, yes or no questions. It's very, we call it the six-foot positive approach. Mm-hmm. The way you approach someone is very important. Right. Um, so all that information. And then the current photos. Okay. So pictures that are current, pictures of birthmarks, pictures of your car, pictures of your license plate. You may even want to take a picture of their their uh, driver's license. Right. All of that information is found in these kits. Okay. And it kind of tells you what to do. I Tony's really, looking at this, and I, it's like I've taken over his whole no, it's his fine. Whole countertop. It's fine. I just, I, I'm, I'm just thinking about what we were talking about a few, just a few minutes ago about the having that file there, and like wh- who needs to be, who would you need to talk to in order for that to be, like if I'm giving it voluntarily, because I'm trying to preempt something happening like the situation I talked about or the yes. one you talked about. Yes. You're trying to get ahead of that because as as much training as you all do with law enforcement, I'm sh- I I guarantee somewhere they're not trained. Well, and, and they're going to they come may not into be trained, right. but also too on the other side, what if somebody in Kroger or what if somebody yeah, that works yeah. on a construction crew on the interstate see somebody and they what yeah. I mean there's so many different things yeah. and I think we just have to start. Right. And um I will say that that's something that I would love to see some legislation passed on is a um system. I don't right. want to say a active list or whatever you want right, to call right, it. Right, but right. to me when I visited with the EMS conference, I actually spoke there several years ago and that was a question I asked. Mm-hmm. They told me right now the only thing we have is the CAD system that you can be flagged. Now I think what that also does, that's when you call through nine one one. Right. But every well, we have a lot of rural communities. Mm-hmm. Every rural community does not have access to laptops in their vehicles. That's right. You're right. They don't have access to a lot of other things because of funding. Mm-hmm. Be- I mean, there's just so much, you know, right. so much. So would it be an ideal world that a cop can pull up and get identification on somebody? What if they can't even tell you their name? Right. How do we even know where to start? Right, right, right. Yeah. So I, I think there's a lot. I think this is a start. You know, Silver Alert is a start. It's mm-hmm. active. The kits are a start. Our Alzheimer's training that we do in our law enforcement, EMS, first responders. We even go into businesses and make them dementia friendly. Right. Uh, what does it look like if somebody comes in from off the street? Right. You know, uh, we talk about the found program and it all starts, Tony, and I'm going to, I hope I don't offend anybody. Mm-hmm. It's all going to start when that doctor makes that diagnosis. Right. And that doctor gives a card to say, Call Alzheimer's Tennessee. Right, right, right. Because this is how the stuff gets in people's hands. That's right. And if you're not educated you won't, or yeah. you don't know, then I always use the phrase, your toolbox is not packed up and ready. Right, right. That's true. So it really needs to start at the top. Now, does everybody get diagnosed? No. Right. Does everybody go to the doctor? No. Right, right. But that would take pretty much, I would say, comfortably 70%. Right. Because what's going to happen? Mom's mom's just not acting right. Well, I think mom needs to go to the doctor. So it starts. Right. right. I don't know. That's just. Yeah. You're, you're, hey, I agree. I just think handing the baton. And, and like you said, and, and getting businesses involved. Like like you said, Kroger's and, and Walmart and Target. I mean, all all the retail stores and restaurants. Well, Alzheimer's have, affects a village. Yeah. 
So you got to think about where do you get your gas? Where do you pay your bills? Where do you go eat? Where do you do your shopping? Where do you buy your cars? Where churches, do you every, go yeah, to church. Yeah. And we have a kit for our churches to do dementia-friendly congregations, okay. mm-hmm. and it's called a Helping Hands Kit. Okay. So if there's anybody that's listening out there on the church world, please call us. I don't mind at all to come and teach, mm-hmm. educate your staff, your deacon body, your clergy, your Sunday school teachers, whoever, because... In the South, right. when you have that, who do you go to? You go to your preacher. You go to your Sunday school teacher. Right. You know, you go to your deacon. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do have that. Right. And so there's just a lot of wealth of information that Alzheimer's Tennessee can pr- put in the hands of folks. But it has to be a community effort right? Um, because there's so much. There's so much. Going also in this packet, we've got out here, you know, yes, we do know six out of ten people will wonder, and one out of three over the age of 65 will have Alzheimer's or dementia, some form of dementia. Hmm. But why do people living with dementia wonder? Well, number one is they get disoriented, mm-hmm. okay? Even when they're driving, mm-hmm. they get disoriented, right? right? Can't figure out how to get home. They're always looking for something. Mm-hmm. They're always looking for something to do. They're trying to get to a place they used to go, like to work, you know, following old routines. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're even trying to escape right. because they can become overstimulated. Right. So if it's chaotic, if it's loud, you know, there's too much stimulation. We need to get away from that. Mm-hmm. And it also may be bored. They may have lack of right. stimulation, right? right? So we're always constantly. So there's some warning signs that you look um, that your loved one may be wondering too. They may pace or appear to be exit seeking. They're anxious. Right. Uh, they're concerned about going somewhere like work. We talked about that always. I had a lady one time. She said, "I always need to get home by four o'clock. My kids are getting off the bus." Hmm. Well, her children had grandchildren. Right. But right. in her mind, at 4 o'clock, kids, right. i got to go home. Mm-hmm. So she was in a facility, and every day at 4 o'clock, that suitcase was ready. She was going home. Hmm. i got to get there and get my kids off the bus. Right. So we had to go in and think outside of the box, and every afternoon about 2 o'clock, she started prepping snacks. Wow. And she started setting the table. And she started doing things that were comfortable and familiar to her. Mm-hmm. And then by that 4, 30, 5 o'clock sundown or hour, and it was time to eat supper, that had passed with her mm-hmm. because she was busy. Mm-hmm. You can't take the core of who you are out of a person. Right. right. I don't let grass grow under my feet. I don't have time for that. My husband <laughs> right. says I make him tired. <laughs> but in my time, if I do become incompetent, mm. you better have something for me to do because I'm going to be a pacer. Right. If I don't have a mission. And right. it's a purpose. Right. We all want to feel needed. Right. We all want to know that at night when we go to bed, we've had a good night's, you know, a good day's work, right? Mm-hmm. So mm. we, we're always looking for something. They search for something that they believe that might be lost. Mm -hmm. They can't find it. Well, I'm Mm -hmm. looking for my mom or I'm looking for my purse or I need to go out there to those cows or I need to go out here to this job. Right. They're always constantly seeking and they ask about and they look for people that no longer are living. Mm. And we as caregivers or we as families or we as community, we need to know how to respond. Right. To that, right? Right, right? So that's why we have caring and coping workshops. That's mm-hmm. why we do one-on-one counseling with folks. That's why we educate because education is power. Right. And if you're educated, you make the best choices, right? Right. And so this is just a sample. I know, Tony, you can see all of this. I wish we could do it on, <laughs> on live and people could see it. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of sheets. There's a lot. There's a checklist, the mm-hmm. Silver Alert Kit checklist. Uh, when a loved one goes missing, what does that look like? Um, we have a letter from 
our director, Janice Wade Whitehead, just explaining the Silver Alert kit, mm-hmm. um, things like that is in here. Also, too, we have collaborated the response to the elder and vulnerable abuse, which is called the CREVA program. Okay. Uh, that's something that's really interesting. Uh, I know the Southwest Agency here, um, but we've got a... Gosh, we've got a map. It's all over the state. <laughs> but here in Jackson, we do have that as well. And Northwest has it, and so does uh, Mid-South down towards the Memphis area. But that's somebody that you know that has been abused. Okay. Okay. Maybe they've been abused financially mm-hmm. because they're incompetent and they can't control their money. So somebody's coming in and calling them on the phone and saying, you need a new <laughs> you need a new um, roof. And they come and write a $30,000 check. Right. Or sometimes it's even family. And right. I hate yeah. to say that. That's true. That's I hate true. to say that, but the CREVA program provides emergency services and support for the elderly. Okay. Vulnerable victims from all 95 counties. So we partner with them as well. So that information sheet is in here. Okay. Um, and that's and how, do, and how do people get a silver alert kit if they need one? Just call me. Okay. Uh, they can just call me, and uh, we've got a limited supply. Uh, we can always get more. Um, we received a grant for here in West Tennessee for these kits. Um, they they come in a pack, a little, like a Ziploc, I guess a pouch. Everything's in there. I actually tell folks, keep your stuff together. Right. And when something happens, all you do is pull this out. Right. And you give it to law enforcement, you give it to your doctor, you give it to whoever, mm-hmm. and everything stays current. Okay. All right. So tell tell people how they can get in touch with you again, where they can go to can, find out more information. You can call us, of course, at 731-694-8065. Our website is ALZ Tennessee. Spell out the state of Tennessee. ALZTennessee.org. And if you're Facebook savvy, you can find us and keep up with everything that's going on, which is ALZ, or it's Alzheimer's Tennessee West. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Amanda Barlow-Leach, who is with West Tennessee Regional (laughs) Director for Alzheimer's Tennessee. Uh, Thank you so much. Again, May is Silver Alert Month here in Tennessee. And I didn't say something, Tony, about that that I'm excited about. Uh, On May the 2nd through the 8th, um, we have partnered and under Senator Ed Jackson, he is kind of gave me, I guess, the direction on how to get this to happen. But our state capital is going purple okay. uh, for Silver Alert Month. So on uh, May the 2nd through the 8th, it will be purple. And so we're excited about that opportunity just to bring awareness to that. And then also the World Memorial, the Veterans World Memorial Bridge, the big bridge in Nashville, will be lit on May the 2nd for one night uh, to kick off May being uh, Silver Alert Month. Okay. So we're excited about that. It, you know, it's all across the state. I know there's local communities that are wanting to paint the town's purple mm-hmm. and light up their um, their office buildings and things like that. So we're just uh, very fortunate. We're hoping to have areas throughout our counties of where you can pick up these kits. If, um, if I'm not in your area and you need one call, I can always drop it in the mail. Mm-hmm. But I would love to, uh, to meet you and to explain the kit to you in person if possible. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you to our sponsors, R&R Custom Wheels and Tires Express and Baskerville Funeral Home. And thank you all for listening. Uh, Please uh, do what you can. Uh, If you own a business or you work at a a retail store that we were talking about, um, ask your employer about getting training on recognizing, you know, Alzheimer's disease, dementia, or other mental disabilities from your customers because we we never know. And we might call the police too soon 
um, trying to fix a situation that could be handled better. Um, we just want to do the right thing. And churches, uh, communities, neighborhood watches, um, find out what you need to do in order to um, just be aware and, and to take care of your community. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Watch out for one another. Take care of one another. Have a wonderful and blessed week. And we will talk to you again next Sunday. God bless.